My last episode, I talked about Adam Grant and this classic book, Think Again. I fell in love with, I kind of browsed some of his books and bookstores over the last few years and was like, eh. And then I had an opportunity on a trip to Europe to be able to dive into one of his books for maybe a few hours over a few days. I believe I was in Paris. Oh boy, I thought this book is amazing. So I ended up getting it on Audible, devoured uh, Think Again, and then I'm currently devouring Originals. And here's what I'll tell you. There's some there's some really cool things here. And think again, I just shared a bunch of stuff. But as you know, I take notes or I try to take notes each time I go through a book. And I think I got through maybe a paragraph or two out of about four paragraphs on this book, Think Again. So I wanted to share some more ideas. And I just, I think this is powerful when you're talking about a relationship. If you can be open to change, you can be open to new ideas daily and implement them oh my goodness, what couldn't you overcome? What couldn't you make better? Um, how about this one? Don't seek to prove yourself, but to improve yourself. Don't seek to prove yourself, but to improve yourself. You know about some of us that we like to always be right? Me and a friend of mine in high school, we would always argue about how intelligent each of us was and how we were so correct. And we just have these great debates. It was so silly. We were both very intelligent, wonderful people but we weren't open. We weren't open to listen to each other. We were just talking at each other, yelling at each other. How about this one? Um, Task conflict is good in groups. Apathy is bad in groups. You could use that in relationships too. Task conflict, meaning debating, discussing, talking about this conflict in the task that you're trying to do. What's the best way? How about this? How about that? Whereas if you're not, Even talking, you're not engaged, you're apathetic. That's bad. But talking about different options, you don't want to change the strategy is what he mentions, but definitely look at changing up the tactics often. How about this? Parents that respectfully argue help their children instead of um, how frequently they argue. Sometimes we're worried about the frequency of arguments, but the question isn't how often parents argue. The question is, do they do so respectfully? When you argue with your spouse, is there this great respect, this great love, but you're just trying to get to the bottom of something. You're trying to learn. You're trying to figure out the right way. Do you respectfully argue, not how often you argue? That's the issue. Um, How about this one? Frank, uh, the the Wright brothers, Uh, (laughs) it's often said how well they work together, which they did, but it's very rarely mentioned. This is the first book I've ever heard where it talks about how they argued They argued, matter of fact, there's a classic story shared in this book where uh, Wilbur, one time he argues against a a certain thing and then he switches sides and he argues for what his brother was going. They switched and they would argue one side and then go to the other side simply so they could get a better solution. Not about who is right, but what is right. We need more boat rockers, says Adam Grant, not bootlickers, boat rockers, ones that are going to change the world, thinking again. Um, you should have audacious and achievable plans. That's great for relationships. Does your family have an audacious and achievable plan? I think of this wonderful couple, four kids, I believe now, and they have their mission statement, their mission statement, not one from Stephen R. Covey. They have their mission statement and their goals on the wall, and they're pretty audacious and yet achievable because they work on them and they have plans to get there. 
Um, how about avoiding the hippo or the highest paid person in the room syndrome, I think is what it is. The highest paid person's opinion syndrome. Don't be a logic bully. Don't bully people around because you quote unquote know so much. He talks about over and over again, don't be a preacher or a prosecutor, but rather be a scientist. Open, not pushy. Um, how about the steel man argument instead of the straw man argument? Looking at the strongest part of your opponent's argument first. Huh. Not just trying to pick away using the straw man argument. What's the, what's the worst thing about this goofball's argument? No, it's the, what's the strongest point? Why does that make sense? Instead of being a playground bully, find out what would help your audience open their minds. How about starting with helping people open their mind before trying to change their mind? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it think. I love that. Years ago, a good friend of mine would often quote, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. But you can salt the oats is what he would say. So I love this one about that little twist about you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it think. How about fostering uh, counterfactual ideas and thinking? Actually fostering those, not tolerating them, but foster them. Uh, you should be on, we should be unlearning ideas, not just learning ideas, but unlearning ideas, maybe things that don't, aren't relevant anymore. Adam Grant actually went on to say, and I believe it was in this book, <laughs> that a concept that he had preached in another book was completely off. He was wrong. I love hearing people admit their mistakes. Um, let's see. How about abracadabra is, a he is Hebrew and it means I create as I speak. Oh, um, avoiding binary bias. It's not or, it's and. The genius of and is uh, we're taught in Good to Great by Jim Collins. Uh, look at the science, not the sides. Avoid confirmation bias and desirability bias. Are you trying to maintain a consistent narrative instead of an accurate record? Oh, there's so much good in this. Uh, let me just do a couple more here. Um, don't frame your first sketch. Oh, I love this. You put something together and you think it's great and, and you should frame it and never change it. No, nope. do sketch after sketch after sketch. Matter of fact, you know about Van Gogh. Sunflowers wasn't one of his paintings. It was many, many, many paintings. Or how about Van Gogh's self-portrait? There's no such thing. There's multiple versions. Even the greatest artists, especially the greatest artists, they didn't do one sketch. They did it over and over and over again. Um, he talks about, I believe it was NASA at one point, instead of having uh, 11 people agree, one pe person disagree, and then the one person that disagrees with the others has to persuade the 11. No, the other 11 have to persuade the one why their idea is right, which then causes them to see the holes in their reasoning and to be able to get things fixed instead of fixing it after the fact. And then finally, how about this? Don't prove yourself, rather improve yourself. Man, such great ideas. I hope you have an opportunity to take a, or take the opportunity to study Adam Grant's works, the originals and think again, and, or any of his other books. I'm going to have to dive into some of those as well. And I hope they help you with your relationship. Good luck.